Our second scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Hear now the word of our Lord. Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they wouldn't come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I've prepared a dinner, and my oxen and my fat calves, they have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. They made light of it and went away, one to his farm and another to his business, while the rest, they they seized the servants, they maltreated them, and they killed them. So the king was enraged, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. And he said to his servants, the wedding is is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. So those servants went out into the streets, and they gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. And so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed there was a man there not wearing a wedding robe. So he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? The man was speechless. The king said to his attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him out into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, have you ever felt that you were left out by your peers? Um, Treated as if you were no good by those who you wanted their approval the most? Well, most of us know how this story goes because we've been either on one side or the other of playground politics. Now, don't be fooled. Bullying happens not just on the playground, but in the classrooms and churches and places of employment. And often, teachers, pastors, and employers are the prime instigators. So on the playground, you know, there's always this game that's going on somewhere, and there are the cool kids who are really good at the game. They know all the right moves, or they know all the right answers, or they know all the right doctrine. And then there are the unchosen. Those who are slow-witted, no good, unfit, unskilled. And if the unchosen finally do get to join, it's probably going to be even worse for them because it will, might result in ridicule or name-calling. So it might be better said then that the unchosen are the ones who have actually been chosen to be the bearers of society's ridicule and violence. And we all know why this is. Those who are slow-witted, unfit, and unskilled, those are the ones that are easiest to abuse. A common misperception about bullying is that it's usually a big kid punching on a little kid. Right? But the truth is, bullying is a mindset. It creates a dangerous environment that the entire community participates in. It's the endorsement of a wider outlook on the world that believes that some people belong and others do not. For many, it's even embedded in their theology. So, unfortunately, some brands of Christianity teach that God is like this. That God chooses only a few, and for whatever reason, the rest of us don't fit in. 
We are those that God will outcast or cast out. If we don't know how to play the game, we're slow-witted, we're unfit, we don't have the right answers to the questions, we can't quite get in there. And when it's all over, beware! I mean, I can hear the voices now in my head of those pastors who would say, Oh, the fires of hell are ready for people like you. Why don't you just shape up and come to Jesus? Judging by the looks out in the crowd, some of you have probably heard that message too. Our passage this week, though, is another one of those parables of Jesus. It's about undoing uh, the ways of the world and helping us understand the reign of heaven. It's aimed directly, though, at undoing what I would call religious bullying. It's about a wedding banquet, and it has all the pieces of the story of playground politics. There are those who are chosen and those who are left out. And in the end, one of the guests is thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And without reading beyond the surface, paying actual attention to the context and the teachings of Jesus all throughout Matthew, the God in the text that we read this morning can be made an awful, to look an awful lot like a bully God. So here's a warning. Our Bible can surely be a dangerous book. But people often use the Bible in ways that are the exact opposite of Jesus' teachings about the reign of heaven. And I think the parable that we just read is a great example. If anything, this parable, though, is a part of a larger teaching of Jesus that's aimed at putting an end to the system where the God of Israel is seen as a bully, ruling at the expense of the weak and the left out. Let me remind you if you've been here, though, just a few weeks ago, the lectionary reading reminded us Jesus' teachings were, cre- they, they actually created a challenge to the authority, the religious elite, who came to Jesus and they said, who gave you the authority to talk like this? And then Jesus' challenge to them made them afraid to say anything because they realized that their authority was really baseless. Last week, we read how Jesus continued that response by challenging with, with a parable that showed that these leaders were the wicked tenants in the vineyard, a story that goes back all the way to Isaiah. The charge here was that they were abusing their authority rather than caring for God's people. Right? We're on the same page here? So this is what Jesus has been teaching us all along. It goes right along with the Sermon on the Mount, right along with the teachings and the healings of Jesus. This is the theme all throughout. So this week's parable goes even further. So let me explain. When we read this parable in the context, this parable of a wedding feast where some people were invited, but then they don't show up, they kill some people, and then the next thing you know, the person who's throwing the wedding says, you know what, let everybody come in. So those who were first invited to the wedding feast are the religious leaders. They're the ones that are listening to Jesus and recognizing Jesus is talking about them. We've already been told who the people in this parable were. They were the religious leaders. Those who the people looked for for guidance about God. They were the ones who claimed to actually know something about God. So those in the parable, those who were first invited to the banquet, they either didn't take the message of the king seriously, or they used it as an opportunity to abuse the king's servants. And so the story ends with everyone who had originally been chosen finally outcast, 
allowing the wedding banquet to be open to everyone else who had originally been unchosen. Am I making sense here? So to be clear, the man at the end of the parable who was cast out, he wasn't cast out because the king did not choose him. He was cast out because he was the one who had originally abused his invitation. So rather than portray God as a bully, I believe this parable should be actually the anthem of the unchosen. Those who are treated like they don't fit in with everybody else. See, this is the story about a God who says, I invited some people, but they came and misused their invitation. And so now we get to find out that the invitation is thrown open to everybody, especially those who originally were left out. This parable is aimed at putting an end to the teachings of God that portray God as a bully. The religious leaders who are Jesus' audience, they know by now what Jesus is saying. And because they haven't cared for God's people, because they haven't sought to build their... They have been more concerned with building their own kingdoms, with using their religion as a way to present themselves as better than others. Now they're no longer going to be welcome to the party. That's the story. So I want to end with this call to us as a church. In the end, it's the bullying that's cast out and unwelcome. It's not the people. It's the bullying. Of course, I want to talk about um, who is chosen. If we want to talk about who's chosen and who's not chosen, then in, according to this story, it's those who were originally chosen who misused it. Those who were asked to be caretakers of the rest of the community and refused to take that call that were left out. If Jesus offers a divine revelation in any sense, then it's Jesus is God that should be identified not with the bullies, but with the victims of bullying. Jesus' death was, after all, as I explained to the children, a crucifixion. What more horrendous example of unrestrained bullying can you find? You might say that this passage teaches us that hell is reserved not for those who are not chosen, but for the bully one. Perhaps it's better, though, that we leave the choosing of who gets to be a part of God's story, not in our hands, but in God's. Because once we get in the practice of deciding who God has chosen, then we might find that we are the ones that are left out of the party. That the thing that God has promised, this greatness that God has given us, this abundance in the world, this wedding feast that we have been invited to participate in, is something that we are not going to be able to enjoy. Because we've made our invitation as the excuse to ridicule others. So as Jesus teaches us today, many are called. In fact, all of us are called. Few of us are chosen. You will look in your hymnal and you will see, we, uh, sorry, look in your bulletin, you'll see an insert. It's called In the Midst of New Dimensions. So this is a song we're going to sing this morning. Everybody take a deep breath. Find your insert. And if you are able, stand and sing with us. And we're going to sing our response this morning. In the Midst of New Dimensions. We are going to sing all the verses, no matter if you're a man, a woman, a choir, all. We're going to sing everything as we learn this song together. Thank <laughs> you.